Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Welcome to a very special edition Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. It's WrestleMania week, uh, WrestleMania weekend as a matter of fact. Katie Linendahl and I are here in Dallas, Texas. Ah! That's where we are, right? I'm so excited. I'm excited because we're not... I'm so excited. I'm excited because we're not recording on CD. Yeah, you and me both. We're that actually... is the definition of time burglary. Right. Did you get your zip drive to record this one on, that, too? That's what I'm doing, actually. It's on 17 a... floppies? Because the reel-to-reel didn't fit in my carry-on. Oh, so, beta. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, I'm having to do something else with this, but... We've got a lot to talk about this weekend. I want to start. This is our NXT TakeOver Dallas pre-show. Pre-show. Of course, we'll have, we uh, have a jingle right a, We'll have a WrestleMania pre-show. And this, two, uh, this Wednesday morning, Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast will be a WrestleMania recap. If you want to hear uh, what I think about what's going on with WrestleMania, you can download uh, – this week's episode of Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast with Dean Ambrose. I have a special guest on the NXT TakeOver preview show here on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Mm-hmm. Wait till you hear this, Katie Lindahl. NXT defending reigning heavyweight champion of the world, Finn Balor. Is that okay for an NXT preview show? Sure. Is that an okay guest? Yeah, that's a solid guest. I thought so, too. I thought it was a solid booking. So let's start with that. Finn Balor, and then Katie and I will get into the entire NXT TakeOver Dallas card. And now, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview. Finn Balor, ladies and gentlemen, the champ is here. Sam, what's going on, my man? What's going on? How are you? I'm good. Are you ready for uh, for the big weekend in Dallas? Born ready, mate. I know you were. I know you were. Let me ask you, when you, when you started... Uh, with NXT, was your goal going in to try to get as many of your friends signed as possible so you could have them there with you? Yeah, uh, we got an expression back home saying jobs for the boys. <laughs> right. And basically, you know, get your foot in the door uh-huh. and uh, jam it open and then get as many of your mates in as you can. So uh, that's been my main objective uh, since I got here. And it's been working. Yeah, well, so far so good, right? There's still a couple names on the list that, uh, that I'm trying to like sneak in the back window and things like that. But, uh, you're not exactly you know. sneaking them in the back window, though. Like you're uh, posting on Twitter exactly who you want to get signed. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big believer of um, of you know uh, you know putting out positive vibes, and, uh, <laughs> using the universe to give back to you. So I believe like if enough people are uh, are thinking about something. Right. Uh, you know, we can we can make it happen. We can create that, you know? Right. If you just put Zack Sabre Jr. and the Young Bucks into the universe, then who knows what will happen next? You read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, how does, how does like, a, an organization like New Japan feel about it, though? They're like, look, like, Finn, I know that you want to get your, your friends' jobs, but your friends are all of our top talent. <laughs> what are you doing this? <laughs> well, you know... Uh... Despite how it may look uh, on the outside, New Japan are, are an incredible company, mm-hmm. and um, you know they home grow a lot of their own talents, and uh, they're they've got some up and coming talent that are about to take the world by storm. So uh, they're not going to be hurting for talent uh, anytime in the future. And uh, they've got pro- like like you know one of the best uh, like talent grooming uh, you know programs uh, in the world, and that's evident by you know what they've done. Uh, over the last couple of years, which are growth, and uh, you know they they won't be in any in any trouble whatsoever. Do you get at all jealous watching like a Nakamura come in and realizing that he's going to be wrestling in Dallas as Nakamura, whereas Devitt had to go away when when Finn Balor came to NXT? You know, some people m- will ask that question, but I believe that uh, everything happens exactly the way it was supposed to happen. Yeah, and uh, you know. I've said before that like a lot of adults uh, that were fans of uh, New Japan here in the United States were aware who Prince Devitt was. But, you know, when I walk out at an NXT show now, uh, I don't think anybody really remembers. And what's the most humbling thing for me is that, you know, I see kids uh, at our shows with, you know, Finn Balor shirts that are six and seven years old. And mm-hmm. they, have no, they have no idea who Prince 
Prince David is or was. Right. Uh, they, they only know Finn Balor. And, uh, you know, it, it was something that uh, I, I feel was kind of like a, a new chapter for me. And uh, I kind of had to kind of cut loose to the past to fully embrace uh, what I was going to do here in NXT. And, um, you know, it was the right decision. And, uh, you know, I don't regret it one bit. Does that ever circle through your mind? Because last year was your first WrestleMania weekend. This yep. year, it's been a year since then, and, like, you know, Finn Balor has become a much, much bigger presence in the world of wrestling over the last year. I would imagine that a year ago, you thought that Devitt was a big deal, and now you must be sitting there realizing that, you know, you had no idea what a big deal even was. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, you can, you can uh, hustle and bustle like for years and years and uh, get lost in the bubble on the indies and uh, like, you know, somehow kind of think that, you know, you have some sort of uh, uh, drawing power or, you know, staying power. And then you come to WWE and realize it's nothing. And the platform, the, the platform that, uh, you know, WWE and NXT have given me uh, to kind of, to, you know, launch myself uh, into different markets in different directions is, like, it's mind-blowing. I came home uh, from the performance center, and up my front door was a package. And I opened the package, and it was my third action figure. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, come in the, I, I come in the door, and as I'm opening uh, my action figure uh, packet, I get a text from my mom at home in Ireland, and she says, Hi, Fergal, just been down at the toy store. Just picked up your demon action figure. Very proud, love mom. That's so amazing. I, like, there's no other place in the world that that is going to happen. And and I mean that emphasis on the world because it's like WWE NXT is like it's all over the world, man. And uh, you know, I I could I could have happily stayed in my little canoe out in New Japan and paddled my boat upstream, mm-hmm. but like. Now I'm flying a Concorde. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, does that as as like the true like nerd that you are in your your deep inner self? Does that make like the hours and hours it spends painting your entire body to do the demon character all worthwhile when you pick up that action figure and realize that because because of the the amount of work you put into the demon, you've now got the coolest toy on the shelf. <laughs> You know, I, I was talking to Mattel yesterday, <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Hey guys, do you guys, uh, you, you guys never sent me a box of those uh, those demon figures? What's up with that?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, well, uh, what normally happens is, you know, we get a couple left over in the office, and uh, we we send them out to you guys. And, you know, that's been the case with every other figure except for somehow, <laughs> some reason, everyone seems to snatch your figure. <laughs> Sorry, we can't send you out any, but you know, bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah, dude. Like, I got I got a whole shelf full of toys in my apartment of everybody on the roster, and like, I can't get the demon one yet because it costs like fifty dollars on Amazon. I'm like, I'm not paying that. Hey, even my dad uh, calls me up the other day and he goes, "Son, I'm at the toy store." And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." They got the demon figures there. He goes, "Yeah, but they're twenty eight euros." So I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> He's calling. He's making an international call to tell you that yeah. he, he needs a discount on the toy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you? Uh, so I'm assuming. Speaking of the demon, you must have something big in mind for Dallas. Um, you know, I'm aware we have a huge show in Dallas, uh, April first, takeover, Zimbabwe yeah. yeah. versus Joe. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of physically preparing for that, you know, mentally. But um, I, I'm a big believer that, like, art, uh, you know, is something like you can't predict and you can't kind of plan. And uh, I can't really think that far ahead with regards how I'm going to feel on the day with, with what uh, paint, if I use it, uh, what paint will I use. Uh, oh, so that's, uh, that happens, like, day of. It, it, yeah, it's pretty much, like, spur of the moment, how I'm feeling, what I think is cool that day, because... Man, you know, you're like, you're a broadcaster and you know, like, what's cool one week is not cool the next week, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I, I, you know, I, I, I try to be, you know, as uh, on trend and as on point as I can. and uh, Or just, like, literally fully invested in 
something that I believe is cool at the time, and uh, uh, it's it's still a week away. And you know, that's a, everyone knows in this industry that a week is a long, long time. So yeah, uh, uh, you know, I have a couple of, like rough ideas, uh, things that I've kind of pitched around. Most has been so wacky that it has been shot down straight <laughs> away. Uh, uh, but no, there, there there'll be a couple of tricks up uh, up my sleeves for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I was I was getting worried. Like, I, I, I know that in England, you did the Jack the Ripper thing, which worked very well. I don't want you to take that same thinking to Dallas and be like, it's the demon cowboy, and you come out with chaps and a cowboy hat and a demon paint. <laughs> it doesn't work at all. Yeah, the Lone Ranger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, did you know, I got that you were doing Jack the Ripper, but did you know you also looked exactly like the Duke when you came out? Have you seen Duke? Uh, uh, I've heard of Baba Duke, but I've not seen it. You go on Netflix. It's on Netflix, and you'll watch it, okay. and you'll be like, "Oh my God, I was dressed up as the Baba Duke at Takeover." <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, uh, you know, with, uh, with 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 Texas, I I kind of had this idea that I wanted to come out on a horse. <laughs> That's amazing. And, uh, and uh, like, I, I can't ride a horse at all, but uh, but but of course, you know, in, in my uh, on the spur of the moment, I said, "Let me ask uh, Google. Has anybody?" ever tried to enter uh, on a horse in, in a wrestling match. And uh, apparently uh, Triple H himself had, a, had attempted at one time, but they, they couldn't can the horse enough that he kept booking uh, on, the, uh, you know, on the rehearsals and, and <laughs> can the idea. So, uh, I, think, I think I've seen footage of like Jerry Lawler in like the 70s coming to the ring on like a white majestic horse. Oh, wow. Yeah. If, if you could come out and be like the king of NXT on a horse in Dallas... You'd be the well, man forever. Yeah, well, you know, if we can get the cannon working, you know, you know, that'll 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 be fine. You know, I'll come out of the cannon and <laughs> <laughs> that'll top the horse for sure. I think so. I think it'll be great. Um, are you at all like what's your head space? This being your second WrestleMania, like you're obviously much more prepared for it. You know what it is. Uh, your second WrestleMania weekend, that is. Um, are you less in awe of the whole thing? Uh, I'm in awe of uh, the size and scale of like the entire weekend with regards like access uh, the you know the amount of organization and preparation that goes into organizing you know the that fan festival and you know the show itself uh, and you know I was absolutely bowled over and blown away by it last year it, it being my first access in WrestleMania yeah. uh, this year you know I kind of feel like I know uh, to a certain extent what to expect. Obviously, it's going to be a lot bigger than it was last year. Uh, but uh, I feel calm, man. Uh, I, I feel, you know, kind of ready to perform. Uh, I don't feel under any uh, pressure or stress. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like this, this is going to be a real good one for me. That's, that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. When you look at the card, like obviously, I think this takeover card has the potential to be, be the best wrestling show of the year with you and Joe and Sammy versus Nakamura and Bailey and Asuka. Um, are you ready to leave cards like that behind in order to be wrestling in front of 100,000 people? Because it's like that's the toss up, right? You have this show that for real hardcore wrestling fans is going to probably be the best show of the year, but at the same time, it'd be badass to be able to be in the ring in a stadium with 100,000 people in it at WrestleMania? Yeah, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, you know. And, and, you know, when I first came to NXT, you know, it was very much a developmental uh, product. But, you know, in, in the time that I've been here and with the help of, you know, people like Jason Jordan and, and uh, Chad Gable and, you know, everyone else, Sami Zayn, uh, it really has grown into, like, a third global brand. And uh, I can't see that. Uh, slowing down anytime in the future. Uh, at least I hope not. Um, as the champion, you know I proudly, you know, represent uh, NXT. I want to be part of NXT and, and fly the flag for for the brand. That being said, I did come to you know USA. I did come to WWE to be on WrestleMania and to be in the WrestleMania main event one day. Uh, when that will happen, I do not know. But. Uh, but, you know, that is still very much uh, my long-term objective. And, you know, people kind of can get caught up in the day-to-day and, uh, you know, you know, worry, why isn't this happening now? Why isn't this happening now? Like, I've 
I've been wrestling for 15 years, and today I feel better than I've ever felt in my entire life, physically, mentally. Uh, you know, I'm more focused, I'm more driven, and uh, I feel more prepared than any athlete on the planet. Like, I, I think people have kind of forgotten that I've been in, like, training systems for <laughs> 16 years gone, you know? Like, so uh, so I, I've been trying, like, not only have I I've been wor- working and, and wrestling, I've been I've been training that amount of time, like, you know, under incredible coaches. And uh, the, the time that I've, you know, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, oh, well, you know, it would have been nice if you went straight in on the, the you know, on Raw Smackdown uh, when you left there in Japan. But the growth I've experienced there uh, under, like, the the guidance of, like, Terry Taylor and Matt Bloom, especially at the Performance Center, mm-hmm. uh, like, I'm, I'm t- I would say I'm three times uh, the athlete, probably, like, ten times the brain uh, that I was when I came here. And, wow. like, and, you know, People will say, "Oh, when are you getting the call up? When are you getting the call up? When are you going to be on Raw?" Literally, the longer that's held off, and the longer I get to spend in NXT, and it's not stuck in NXT. I get the the opportunity to be in NXT. The longer that happens, the more I am prepared when I get there. And like, you know, it's uh, it's an investment in time. But like, when I get there, I'm going to be ready and I'm going to take over. And you get to do fun things right now, like going to shows and doing the dirty dancing dance with Bailey and singing songs to Samoa Joe and kind of doing whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not whatever I want, but you know, uh, there is a, a limit. But uh, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm having a great time at NXT, and you know, the the, the live events are are special because, like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll pitch an idea, like you know, at intermission, hey, what about if I do this after the the, the show or whatever. Yeah, go for it. Give it a shot. No, and, uh, it's 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 a real um, it's a real good uh, creative environment to be involved in, where like you know everyone's kind of positive and everyone's trying to make things happen, not like uh, the, the other way around. We're we're trying to find ways of doing things, not reasons why we shouldn't do things. You know, and right. I think that I think that's very important, and uh, and that's one of the main reasons uh, that NXT has been so successful. Uh, the road shows have. Been, been absolutely insane, and uh, you know, long may it continue. Uh, speaking of training, I don't know. Did you get to see my pro wrestling debut recently? Sam, I was uh, I studied <laughs> with, with with great deal, uh, with, you know, with a great amount of uh, attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I was blown away by your uh, by your ring uh, generalism. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> And, uh, you know, you're an absolute natural. If I had that ability in my first match uh, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, I would probably be flying a spaceship to uh, <laughs> Mars right now because uh, you're an absolute natural. And, uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't, you know, I, I, I can have a word with, uh, with with Triple H and maybe we can sneak you in the back door somewhere at NXT and get your debut on, on TakeOver. Yeah, I was going to say at least, you know, the real reason I did that was because I think I deserve a spot in the Cruiserweight tournament this summer. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think it's only fair at this point. Okay, let's just, uh, for any uh, people listening, uh, I just want to make it 100% clear that uh, the last uh, two minutes of me talking was in jest. And <laughs> Sam, Sam was involved in the Cruiserweight tournament at NXT. He would be chewed up, trampled <laughs> <laughs> <Rampled> over, <laughs> and uh, he would be sending out some serious SOS calls. On <laughs> okay, I was hoping we could stay in that sarcasm space a little longer, but I guess it didn't pan out. <laughs> well, uh, well, listen, Finn Balor, uh, good luck at Takeover. I'm sure that you and Joe are going to tear the house down. Um, I'm glad you're confident going in, and I feel like you're 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 underselling me a little bit. But it's not about me; it's about you. And uh, I hope you come out in a, on a horse or in a cannon or or something spectacular, and then yeah. and then bring the house down. Yeah, and can you uh, maybe text me a workout program later? <laughs> yeah, you saw those legs, right? I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's all squats. <laughs> all right, man. I'll talk to you later. Here is Sam Roberts. So that was Finn Balor. And really, I mean, in hindsight, one of the most interesting things about that interview was in the very beginning when we were talking about him wanting to bring his friends 
over to NXT, whose name did I bring up but Zack Sabre Jr.? Mm-hmm. Of course, we find out today at the time of this recording that Zack Sabre Jr., who a uh, huge star in England, big star in the indies in the U.S. He's, I've seen him wrestle for pro wrestling gorilla, but he's, uh, I think, evolved a bunch of other organizations. He's amazing. And he was announced today as one of the first six confirmed for this summer's cruiserweight tournament. It's fantastic. Are you excited at all about the cruiserweight tournament? Yes, yes. I am. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a, a great use of the WWE Network. Yes. And I think it'll 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 expose all these people to a whole new world. Johnny Gargano is going to be in it. Uh, Thomas uh, Ciampa is going to be in it. But I think Zack Sabre Jr., a big get. You had to know it was coming. I mean, you're not doing an indie cruiserweight tournament without Zack Sabre Jr. and having it be taken seriously. Uh, and I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we do see Zack Sabre Jr. in NXT. Well, I have to go back to, to, to Balor because I think there's something that's very notable in what he's done in coming over here as well. Because you think about that audience that was over in Japan, and this probably is going to speak to, hopefully, a lot of the other guys coming through. That's a that's an older audience. You know, maybe your 18, 35-year-old guy typically for... Adults. Yeah. Yes. Now, even at the small indie shows that we go to that are NXT in, in the middle of nowhere, Florida, which we absolutely love, you know, those are our favorites. Love it. Or you're at a bigger event. I mean, we've checked in here already at uh, Dallas with WrestleMania to see little kids all wearing his gear. Which is what he brought up. Is so cool. Yeah, and he said that, that... That's a sign of success, though, because that really speaks volumes about... You know, bringing in that new audience that is working. Yes, and that's what he said in the interview. That's mm-hmm. what made it easier for him to say goodbye to Prince Devitt because as big as he thought Prince Devitt was and as big as it seemed like Devitt was, I mean, he's nothing compared to Finn Balor. No. Finn Balor, you're right. All the kids, families, he's got a toy in Toys R Us everywhere, everywhere. Um, it's amazing to watch him, though, too, from which we have what well, it's been almost a year now. Yeah, And he did an interview last year, if you remember, and he said the only way he wouldn't be on WrestleMania is if he was dead. <laughs> but he didn't die, everyone. No, he's alive. However, he's at the pinnacle. Without even being on the main roster, something to be said for being at the pinnacle of, of his own game, in a way. And, yeah. and just still, he, he is on the main roster. I think we see him as. Yeah, I mean, main roster, you could... It's up to judgment at this point. What is the main that roster? doesn't? I don't think that means anything. Exactly, exactly. Katie, let's talk about Takeover Dallas. I'm so excited. So I figure we'll go over match by match. Let's right? do it. Right. So we can. Uh, do you have anything that you're most excited about seeing before we start? I'm 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 I'm, I'm having that too much birthday feeling. Mm-hmm. So I think it's all just an emotional rush. Do you think this is going to be what a, a rush? Than... <laughs> <laughs> do you think this? Do you think it's going to be a better show than WrestleMania? Answer well, I actually – let, let me step back. Did you think last year's NXT takeover was better than WrestleMania? Because that, that night was solid, dude, and you know it. it we am- walked out of there. It was freaking electric. Yeah, it was amazing. It was not better than WrestleMania. The well, Seth- but, it, but if, if the whole Seth Rollins thing didn't happen at the end – Then it probably would have been okay. better than WrestleMania. But the Seth Rollins moment made WrestleMania Clipped everything. last year. Yeah. So okay. that's the thing that – WrestleMania will always have its those moments that you probably won't be able to fully capture at NXT just because the history and the depth isn't there. But I think something that's becoming defined with NXT is I think we saw at SummerSlam at Barclays where it outgrew itself. We saw it last year at TakeOver in San Jose where it was huge and nobody expected that kind of reaction. It keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Like, Are we scared that it's going to plateau and we have high, high expectations now? I don't know. They keep bringing in new people, and this is one of – the best just wrestling cards I've seen in a long, long time. So you can't you can't call a, a match that you're most excited about. Just there's just too much going on. I mean, I, I almost I'm going to riff off you because you're probably going to say Nakamura, right? I I but I think it's okay if I've gotten you so excited about Nakamura. <laughs> Nakamura is now the match. Yeah, it's not like you know. I, I think it's I think it's it's fair. I think most people's probably thing that they're looking most forward to is the Nakamura Sami Zayn match. But let's start And I also love Asuka. Yes. She's a badass chick. You know what? We better go through match. Okay, sorry. Let's start with Austin Aries. Yeah, who I thought had an interesting debut. Well this will be his 
in ring debut. television debut for NXT. Right. I thought he had an interesting NXT debut, though. Yeah. Uh, was a little, it was a little weird to me. Austin Aries is an interesting one because he's one of the guys that, like, I kind of never thought he would be in NXT. I figured that he had made the decision early on, and in hindsight, it was probably the right decision because NXT wasn't NXT. But he made the decision to go from Ring of Honor to TNA, and he spent a few years in TNA. He was TNA world champion. So I was kind of under the assumption that we wouldn't see Austin Aries ever in NXT. We are. Um, I'm not sure. I still think that there's a theory behind hiring some of these guys who have made a name for themselves and keeping them on NXT and not bringing them up to the main roster. But anything What's can change. What's your vibe on that? Uh, I mean, as of now, I think I think Austin Aries will be at NXT for a while, if not permanently. Uh, you know, I because he's already built. You know what I mean? He does work for the NXT brand. But, I mean, obviously two very different individuals. But, I mean, compare that to an AJ Styles. Did we think he was even going to have a moment? No. Where is the decision-making process coming from for to go with the, in the fork in the road? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there were rumors that Nakamura was going to go straight to the main roster. You know, it's it's it, AJ Styles is definitely a rare one. I mean, I was supposed to skip senior year of high school, and I just I I did it. You know, just for the it's probably the extra probably good that you didn't skip. But you know, you can go right or you can go left. You know, like, I was actually supposed to go uh, grade by grade, but I decided to repeat. <laughs> ninth and tenth grade, just aside, just for the extra. Just as an aside yeah, for yeah, everybody's yeah. entertainment. Just for the extra, <laughs> extra learning is what that was all about. Um, yeah, I, I could see Austin Aries on the main roster one day. I think he has something to add there. I I, just, I, can we still just close that loop though? Too. No? I wonder what the decision is. Like, how do you say that? Samoa Joe is down in NXT for X amount of time. Like, I, I, where is that decision being made? It's th- very odd to me. I think it's all timing. And very arbitrary. Yeah, I think it's arbitrary. I think it's timing. I think it's individual specific. And I think it's, you know, honestly, it's probably Vince McMahon getting presented a picture or a tape of somebody and figuring out whether or not he thinks they're a star right now. And I think if you, you give- think it's what that just his call, oh, yeah. ultimately, yeah. I mean, it's ultimately his call yeah. for anything. And I but- think if if you give Vince McMahon a picture of Samoa Joe. It's a harder sell than if you give him a picture of AJ Styles. That said, you'd think it's equally as easy a sell as you give it to Austin Aries. But AJ Styles had a bigger reputation than either of those two guys did coming in. Truth. So that might have had something to do with it. But and he's then after Y two AJ. I mean, forget it. Why exactly? The world exactly. But um, wrestling Baron Corbin. I love the story behind this match. You know, we talked about this. Way back in the summer, we talked about it in August, about the fact that Baron Corbin was at his best in that video package. It was, was so short-lived and shouldn't have been. Well, it's back now. Which is great. Yes. When he was saying, you know, all these guys wrestled for years and years in front of gyms. I got a phone call. You know, I love it. – it's perfect for Baron Corbin. It hasn't been done before, and it plays on something that's real. Wrestling fans' contempt for somebody that hasn't paid their dues. Like a guy going forward and saying – I don't want to pay my – I don't have to pay my dues. I don't have to wrestle for hot dogs, quote. Right. Uh, I will take credit for Baron Corbin's Virgil reference on NXT Oh, my gosh. Week. Can we talk about that? You <laughs> blew my mind on this one. I mean, it was so good. I watched it last night at like 4.30 in the morning after I taped my YouTube video. It was a very odd night. Um, but when he goes – because it's just so real. It's real life. When he goes, I'm going to end your career, and when I'm done with you – You'll be sitting at an autograph table next to Virgil trying to get people to buy your 8x10s. I'm like, yes, dude. Yes. <laughs> you are a, a nasty man. A but I only man. laugh because Virgil's a bad man. I mean, yeah. He's, not, he's, he's been on my show before. He's, I almost thought he was going to murder you. And I'm not saying that in jest. Like, I really thought he was going to kill you. I, there could have been some physical assault. I wouldn't have been shocked. He by came him. at you with a pair of scissors, he did. dude. He did. But now now everything's uh, water under the bridge. Although, I haven't listened yet. I will, absolutely. Because Cole Cabana does an amazing uh, wrestling podcast called The Art of Wrestling. I'm sure by now you all know that. And rumor has it that Virgil was on this week. And told Colt Cabana on his podcast that he wanted to kick my ass because I didn't take him to Olive Garden like I said I would. Soup and salad. <laughs> and I never any breadsticks. Who shorts somebody this, the promised soup and salad? It's Virgil. You want to go to Olive Garden with Virgil? Absolutely not. Okay, then. Nope. Um, totally good. So, yeah. So, I think I, – I, obviously, I don't think 
I think if Baron Corbin won this match, it would be huge for Baron Corbin. Um, I think it's something where you could make up uh, Austin Aries' loss later. I would love to see Baron Corbin win. I don't think he will. I think Austin Aries will win the match. That's an interesting predicament, though, because I feel like both of them are at a very ramp-up stage, regardless of you know Corbin obviously being in NXT much longer. Not much, but you know comparatively. I don't know at that point. I think that... Uh, it will do more to make people hate Baron Corbin than it will to make people love Austin Aries. And it will shock people. People will be surprised by it. Like if, if and then and then if, like next takeover have uh Austin Aries make up the loss. You know what I mean? You can still make Austin Aries look strong later. But the idea that he lost in his debut match to this guy who's got no respect for wrestling mm-hmm. and paying your dues, uh I think I think that's a great story to tell. I think that's a really great story to tell, and this is the audience to do it in front of. 5,000 rabid NXT fans that are all ramped up because they're wrestling fans and it's WrestleMania week. I mean, come on. Uh, all right. How about this one? Tag title match. The the revival, I guess. I like, by the way, a <laughs> lot. I know I talk about liking things a lot, but I really like that they're giving these tag teams names in NXT. I don't like the, like, Dash and Dawson. Okay, you know, it's an alliteration, but the revival versus American Alpha, as opposed to Dawson and Dash versus Jason Jordan and Chad Gable. So much better. I love American Alpha's new gear, the kind of new rockers-looking singlets. Um, but, but, yeah, are you a fan of the tag names? It, it feels old school to me. Well, I And feel I just like saw one of the Bushwhackers you, in the airport, so I'm did, in an old school kind of Did you Snapchat mood. him? Did you yeah, him I did. Snap him? He spit in the garbage can, and I Snapchatted it. No, you did, no, he did not. Yeah, it's on my Snapchat. Not Sam Roberts. Was he wheeling a guitar? (laughs) I don't know. He had something shaped. A ukulele. Very very vintage. Who the ukulele? It might have been a billabong. Who the ukulele, though? Oh, he's just called Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. 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 Tiny Tim. That's right. Very, very good, Katie Lindahl. I like... uh, I think we've learned from, to get back to your question, mm -hmm. I feel like the whole Blake and Murphy thing... Right, in terms of names? Yeah, like, that should have had a name. Yeah, and they did a lot with that group, um, you know, adding... Uh, it's very milk toast to me when you don't have, like... It can listen, be. This, this goes back to, if you recall, about six months ago, we went on a rampage about how... Listen, we don't even remember his name. No offense. We oh. liked him, but we don't remember his name. Because uh, you Marcus, can't have a blank canvas. Marcus Louis. Yeah. He just got signed by TNA. Okay, whatever. But my point is you can't have a blank canvas and just leave the canvas blank. That doesn't show creativity in an ironic way. No, that's true. Come Um, up with a freaking name. Your whole idea is to have a good character. And Blake and Murphy, I like the EDM music. I love the – I kind of – kind of (laughs) burr. Yeah. I thought that that was good and it made it feel fresh. Yep. Alexa Bliss added a lot to it. Love Alexa Bliss. The Freddy Krueger gear – I've been a fan of nausea camera moves, right? But I, I do think you're right. I think that it adds a lot to just come up with a team name. Is that that hard? No, and I think there. I think that that's. I mean, I don't want to be negative about it, but I mean, look at the vaudevillains. Look at all these. Te- I think right. I, adding a team name is big, and it get, doesn't get done enough. And also, if you're going to make a name a team, don't use the word team in the name of the team. <laughs> Like when WWE went nuts with their tag teams and it was like Team Hell No, Team Cody, Rhodes, whatever. Like everything had the word team in it. And it's like you don't need that. Just call it Hell No. Drop the the in Facebook. Right. It's cleaner. Drop the team. It's cleaner. Um, It fits better on t-shirts that we can sell. Exactly. I mean Hell No is a great name for a team because it's Kane, Hell, and Daniel Bryan going, no, Hell No. Why do you have to have team help? Whatever. It's just too much. Um, B.S. May I get one? Did you say B.S.? No, I said P.S. Because mm. I use that verbiage a lot. Did you think that I deserve a a, a, a virtual, I don't know, like high five or something for calling Chad Gable was going to be a star? Come on, yeah, man. I think no. Yeah, you're one hundred percent right. There. You said that very early on, and uh, and yeah, I, I think I think that. This weekend will be the weekend for them. I think they'll win the tag titles. Uh, I think it's time for a good guy tag team to have the titles. I'm imagining 
that the reason Enzo and Cass never got the NXT tag titles is because they're assuming that at any moment Enzo and Cass could get called up to Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, but so you don't want to you don't want to that to have your champions called up and it's happened, it's happened several before. times before, but it disrupts the whole story. I kind of like it. Do you? Because it's not predictable. It makes it less. I because that's 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 a debate that's ongoing with uh, what to do about Finn Balor and coming up to the main roster. I've never been a fan of the champions going up to the roster with the titles because it disrupts the story that's going on on NXT. And then the only way to make things right is you have to have this guy who just debuted on the main roster lose his title to somebody at NXT. And once they get called up to the main roster, they shouldn't be losing on NXT anymore. Right? Is that crazy? I, no, no, you have a fair point. So, like, I didn't, I, I, I didn't like that, you know, I, they did it right with Kevin Owens in the sense that he floated between the two brands for a while, and he declared that his NXT title was more important than John Cena's U.S. title. I didn't mind that. But the other times they've done it, um, especially, they've done it a few times where the champion comes up and he doesn't even have the title with him on main roster television. Right. You know, I think right. I think both Seth Rollins and Big E were champions when they came over, but they didn't bring the titles with them. Then it really doesn't do anything for the title. Um but yeah, I think it's I think it's right to keep the title off end zone cast because the NXT fans, the people who watch NXT would want to see Enzo and Cass as tag team champions for an extended period of time. Finally, these guys are getting their run. If they end up on SmackDown in two weeks and they have to get rid of the tag titles, you've, you've wasted it. So I, I get why that would happen. But is it a touch demeaning to have, and I'm not saying they're not great, but to go with Blake and Murphy or go with the VOD villains and then they really never had it at all? What do you mean? I mean, you, you're going to tell me they never got the belts? Oh, Enzo and Cass? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't I mean, feel I guess, right. But, okay, then what about Becky Lynch? Never women's champion in NXT. And now she's main eventing WrestleMania for mm-hmm. the, on the women's side. You know that's what I mean? Another fair point. So I think that's okay. You know, I think there's almost something poetic about that. It's like Tommy Dreamer going through ECW and until the very end never being the ECW champion. He's the face of ECW, but he always loses the big one. But then you have somebody like Ric Flair that can say he's a 450-time champion. It doesn't matter. Does, are we talking about how long you've had the belt or how many times you've won it, lost it, won it, lost Like, I don't know. There's but an Ric argument Flair, to be said there. Ric Flair was always a bad guy, and that's why it worked for him to win the title so many times. You know, there's something sympathetic, sympathetic babyface about never winning the title, and I like that for Enzo and Cass. Uh, I do think that the American Alpha will win the title uh, at, the, at TakeOver. And the Showcase Showdown. And they will also win the showcase showdown. What's your prediction here? Stainless steel oven. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm going to go with you. Yeah? Yep. How about Apollo Crews and Elias Sampson? This is what I like. I mean, I like everything, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> what? The, the build has just been... You're so glass... Ha- what is my new line for full? No, uh, rose gold colored glasses <laughs> on Sam right. Roberts. That's right. Um, they've built everything properly on this show. Like, sometimes they have takeovers, sometimes they have pay-per-views, whatever, where, you know, they have a couple of matches that are built incredibly well, and the other stuff is just filler. Every match on this card has a reason for being. Every match has been built, and I find myself in a position where I care about Apollo Crews versus Elias Sampson. Are you surprised that Apollo Crews hasn't done more since coming to NXT? It surprises me, maybe a little tangential from your question, that I'm still going to house shows in Florida— where the power's blowing out and seeing Apollo Crews have an amazing event with 250 people in the room. That is mind-blowing to me. P.S., we've said it before. If you haven't been to one of those events, that is insane to me. What do you mean it's mind-blowing? Because on twofolds, you're getting – and I don't want to go off course here, but I'm making a point. To see where, – where, where was I in Florida – it's, it's, it was two it hours matter. outside of Florida. Orlando. Yeah, whatever the, the it point is. is, I don't even remember. Yeah. Not to be... It's a small town of Florida. Yeah. And you're in this gym setting where I feel like, okay, so you're getting like... There's probably like 350 people there. You get to see them up close and personal in a very intimate match. Mm-hmm. Why even put... And by the way, that was the same day as a pay-per-view was going on. Mm-hmm. You're putting out your stars to, at, at risk in these small shows, which is awesome for a fan... But I'm I'm kind of puzzled by. Uh, well, I think because you have to you they're training guys to work regularly 
and in front of crowds. And with NXT, their thinking is that they don't have the audience right now to be able to run. They're working to on it. To sell out Barclays? Well, no, to sell out Barclays every night. They can sell out Barclays for a pay-per-view, but they can't do a regular house show schedule at Barclays. So they're like, we need these guys doing some kind of house show throughout the week. Like, we need them... Just conditioning. Yeah, well, because that's what you're going to have to do on the main roster. <sighs> so I think that's what it is. But, okay, but so... Back so, to the point. So given the fact that you've seen him excel in that scenario... Fort Pierce, that's where Does it, it surprise Sorry. you even more, then, that he hasn't done more in NXT? He's not in the... He's got a match with Elias Sampson. You know, it's got a story behind it. It has a good build behind it, but... To be honest, I forgot that was a match. It, yeah, it's probably the... Lowest match on the now, card however, if you had to rank them. He's st- I still put Cruz. He's still getting top-tier play in NXT, usually. How? And he still gets big matches. He still gets to challenge Balor. He's, st- he's not yeah, – I think this wouldn't... is an odd one. This is a one an anomaly for me. I would say it would be more odd to s- if it was like it's going to be Apollo Cruz and Finn Balor at TakeOver for Dallas. TakeOver, no. I, I agree with, with you. That, and that's what I mean, that I, he hasn't done But I would like to more. see maybe Corbin or somebody more of that. He's wrestled Corbin before. At the takeover. Right. As opposed to Elias Sampson. Well, I think they're trying to build Elias Sampson, but again, it's like... Why don't you just have him go against Martin Louie? Because he's in TNA. Did we think... Did we think that... That he would... Apollo Crews would have done more by now? It sounds like you want to answer this one. Well, I mean, I do. Go ahead. I thought he would have done more by now. You know, I mean, (laughs) he's one of these guys... And and again, I think it's all timing... I think he'll find his spot, but I think it's a good example of why not everybody with an indie buzz can instantly come in and be Finn Balor. Not everybody with an indie buzz can instantly come in because Uha Nation came in with an indie buzz. He was one of the signings that people were excited to see. He made his debut at a takeover, and I don't think he's being held back. I just think there's just something – he's fun to watch, but as a character – there, it hasn't quite clicked, which is why he's in the match that he's in. I would almost ask, though, if you think – because we were there at the debut match at, at uh, SummerSlam. With, with Tyler Breeze. It was pretty insane. It was great. It, I but mean, the crowd do... was pretty electric. So do you put that on but that creative was... or do you put that on him? Have they not pushed him properly? No, I don't, I don't think it's – I feel like he could have went to main roster right away. No. I, I mean, think he needed a little polishing. Of, his character – but he side. has no character. I mean, there's nothing clicking with the audience. He's just fun to watch. Like, that's why he's in the he's Elias He's kind Samson of like a, a, a little... What would he be doing on the main roster? He'd be a, a little bit more jacked up Bobby Lashley. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I need to dig I mean, for that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't... Bobby Lashley was like a, a draw. Bobby Lashley was a wrestler. They tried to make him a draw anyway. He was in, the, he was in a, a WrestleMania semi-main event with Umaga in the Battle of the Billionaires. You know, that was an important place. Like, Apollo Crews has – he looks the part. His matches are amazing. He's got all the ability in the world. Agree. I think that – and I think he will figure it out. But I, I think that you he, think as a performer, is figuring out how to click with this audience right now. Because on the indies, you can do what you're saying. You can go out and have matches that get big reactions – and that's all you need to do. But when you're putting on a TV show every week, it doesn't cut it. Ask Dolph Ziggler if that cuts it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have to have something that draws people in. There has to be a story behind the match. That's why I'm, I'm complimenting the Elias Sampson-Apollo Cruz match because at least there is something to care about with this match. It's not like they just threw it together. They, they decided to do it probably because – they wanted Apollo Crews on the show, and they thought it would be a good time to launch Elias Sampson, launch launch him in front of you know the most eyes. Um, but, but yeah, I think uh, I, I think Apollo Crews needs to figure out how to click with the audience. I think he will. I think he'll get there. Yeah. But I don't think he's there now, and I definitely don't think. I think if he were on the main roster, he'd get completely lost. You know, I there just there is no. I don't look at him and see like, oh, I put him right in that spot. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a fair assessment. You know, um, okay, let's get to the women's championship. Yeah, match. Bailey and Oscar. This is a match that I think they've been uh, smart enough to uh, make people wait for. 
Yep. Because people, as soon as Asuka got signed, it was like, oh, yeah, she's going to wrestle this person or that person. Like, I just want to see her with a women's championship match. And Bailey has never – like, this is where Bailey can't really be as Bailey as usual, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't come to the ring and just talk about hugging people with a person who kicks people in the face for a living. And boy, does she ever. Do you yeah. remember – sorry to do this one last time. I get this my last mulligan. When we were at that small other Florida show, because all we do is go to small Florida Yeah, shows. and she kicked Ava Marie in the face. Like 50 times, like hard. Yeah. And she didn't even block it. No, I mean it was very. She's she. There's footage of her to house show. Savage, it's great. She knocked out. She knocked Emma out cold with a kick. Legit. Oh, well, that's legit. That's knocked her out cold. And I don't condone that. But I. I mean, I do. It's awesome. <laughs> it's wrestling. But <laughs> I. I prefer Emma. We're conscious. I like Emma, but. Um, but yeah, I think this is interesting because Oscar uh, is definitely a good guy. You know, she's a fan favorite for sure. People want to see her win the women's championship, but how could anybody want Bailey to lose? This is probably out of all the matches on the card, the toughest one to call. Uh, and I would have to imagine that Bailey's going to use this opportunity to show the world how much she can do. She started that process with Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say the Iron Man match and the Brooklyn Takeover match. The Brooklyn Takeover match might have been the best match of the year. Between Bale, not the best women's match, not the best NXT match, could have been the best wrestling match. <laughs> it's a lofty statement, Sam Roberts. Uh, of 2015, I think you could make that argument. It was gr- it was amazing. Um, so we already started to see what Bailey is capable of in that moment, right? I think she's going to use this showcase, take over Dallas, the biggest show of the year, and an opponent like Asuka to prove that she is an extremely varied performer. Well, I just think the performance either way, too, is going to be outstanding. I do, This too. is, again, and I don't even think it's the same as, like, a Sasha kind of match, but it's it's just on a completely different shifted level. Yes. Like, what we're going to see is going to be insane. It's not going to be like the Sasha match at all. I think it'll be – I mean, I'm having trouble just because it's, it's almost like a, a, a clash of styles. Right. You right. know, when you're picturing this. Um, not a styles clash, but a clash of styles. That was well played. Yes, 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 You're, yes, you're yes. still on fire. Um, Just don't burn anything down. I won't. Right now on this card, I'm trying to see. I don't think there's anything on this card that could make me frustrated enough to burn anything down. That's debatable. What would make me burn something down? Anything at this point. It depends on your mood. Cause Not with that. I mean, NXT has done uh, – ha- has created an environment where it doesn't necessarily matter what the result is. Because the show's going to be good enough that you leave going, oh, that was awesome. You know, everybody on the roster and the way that it's set up, there isn't that sort of cynical, he's getting buried, he's got to win, he's got to do this, they should be champions. Yeah, very different. Yeah. yeah. So, so I don't think – I don't see myself uh, burning down the arena for NXT. Look, stranger things have happened to be honest. That's true. But – I don't see it happening. All right. So who do you think? I I think Bailey keeps it. I agree. Okay. So far, you're agreeing with me on everything. Well, you, you made me sign that thing before. Though. You're right. I'm just saying. Sorry not to talk no, no, about no. it on air, but. I'm saying good job. Okay. okay. So Thank far, you're agreeing with me you. on everything. Thank you. Which is why you're here. Thank you. Now. Okay. To the match I'm most excited about. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Answers in the question. Sami Zayn. Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura and Sami Zayn. Now, Are you going to make it to this match, by the way? <laughs> I've been waiting for this match for a long time. I think this is an amazing opponent for his first match. I mean, I am so excited to see this. I'm so excited for everybody to see this. I'm excited for the people that have been watching Nakamura for a long time. I'm excited for the people that have never seen Nakamura. I, think, I don't think there is any possibility that this match fails. These two guys know each other very well, and, uh, and and both of them realize that they have the opportunity. This is the match that has the opportunity to steal the show. I would say the tag match could steal the show, the women's match could steal the show, and this match could steal the show. 
I think it'll either be the women's match or this match that steals the show. Probably this match if they do it right. Um, interesting note, if you pick up the WrestleMania program, Nakamura's in it simply as Nakamura, one name. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're dropping the first name, and he's just going by Nakamura, which I like because the first name's hard to pronounce. Um, it's like Sam Roberts. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I guess I would imagine – First of all, this is going to be Sami Zayn's weekend. I don't think he's going to win any of his matches this weekend, but it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? He's going to perform. I think that it's, it, Sami Zayn has to lose this match because one would imagine this is his last match in NXT. Would you say that that's— I thought—honestly, I thought that would have happened before. I, I, I got confused as to his process back and forth. Yeah, I think— uh, Did, Am I the only one? Well, they announced the Nakamura match. I think that— they brought him up to the main roster knowing it was time, but they also know that they want something really spectacular for Nakamura's debut. And so that's it. And that's what they've got. And they're doing the right thing with this. Um, yeah, I'm sure Nakamura will win, but I, th- I think I th- they have a lot invested in him. And I think it'll be a spectacular, spectacular match. I, can't, I mean, I, I, I can't wait to talk about it once it's over. Um, I'm excited just for you to be a fan watching it. Just yelling at Nakamura. <laughs> <laughs> I'm be so excited. Finally. I mean, I, get, you know, I could talk about that for hours or not. I just am very excited about it, and I think the world is very excited to see it. Um, I don't think – and I said this when the signings first happened. You know, There's talk about Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, the machine gun. I don't think that they will have anything to do with Nakamura when they finally come aboard. I think there's a good chance we see him this weekend. Mm. I don't think it has anything to do with Nakamura. Interesting. I think Nakamura stands on his own, and I think Gallows and Anderson will fit in more with the man that we interviewed today on the podcast who is defending the heavyweight championship of the world. Of course, the big rematch, Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. I think they're going to tear the house down. I think uh, the London takeover match was good, but just good, not great. And part of that was because he came out as a Baba Duke. He did, and I was happy to confront him on that today on the podcast. Finally, um, no, I think part of that was again. I go back to the storytelling, and I think that the storytelling this time around has been done a little bit better. There was this thought that they hated each other going into a takeover in London uh, because of the tag team situation. But now it really feels personal. And in the go-home episode of NXT, mm-hmm. you know, with Samoa Joe choking out Bull Dempsey mm-hmm. and Balor coming in to break it up and everything, I think, uh, I think Balor is probably thinking of this as his last big match in NXT, to tell you the truth. And I think it will be his last big match in NXT. Maybe he'll go to the main roster as soon as Monday. Maybe it'll not be that quickly. But I think this is Finn Balor's last big NXT match. I think Samoa Joe walks out with the championship. Uh, but I think the Demon heads towards the main roster. What will be the soon. next takeover match in sequence? What do you mean? I'm trying to think of... Like who would be the next contender for the title? No, like where's the next big NXT, the NXT takeover event? Oh, I don't know. Because we went England to all the way to Mania, right? Did it, was there that yeah. big of a break? Yeah, there was. I mean, the, I, I'm trying to think if there would be something worth ramping up for. What do you? What would they ramp up? I'm saying if there was like a, a, a comparable equivalent to like a SummerSlam for NXT, if if there was reason to keep oh, with the belt. No, I mean, I, there's there is something comparable to NXT. It's Takeover Brooklyn. I mean, there is something comparable to SummerSlam. It's TakeOver Brooklyn. No, but I was using that as an example. Right. That, I mean, that's, There's nothing else in the pipeline that we know of immediately. No, I mean, there'll be another TakeOver special in two months, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but nothing with he has to keep the belt for. For? Yeah. No, 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 no. No, I don't I – think, I think Finn Balor will lose the title because I think, you know, I think NXT is probably going to eventually dip into – the same calendar that WrestleMania and the main roster of WWE is on, and that's WrestleMania representing the end of the wrestling year. And I think that NXT TakeOver Dallas 
will or at the NXT Takeover WrestleMania weekend show will symbolize the end of NXT's year. And mainly because there's a good chance that after WrestleMania or leading to WrestleMania, you're going to lose a lot of your NXT talent. It goes back to what Shane McMahon said about bringing new talent to Monday Night Raw. I would imagine that the Machine Gun and Luke Gallows will join Finn Balor on the main roster. I don't think we will see the Balor Club in NXT. I don't think we will see Carl Anderson or Luke Gallows in NXT. I think they're going to go straight to the main roster along with Finn Balor. That's the way I think it's going to pan out. And I think the Balor Club is going to come in and take... Now, several months ago, I said I thought the Balor Club was going to come in and set something up between Sami Zayn and Finn Balor at NXT. But a lot's changed since then. A lot's changed on the main roster. A lot's changed in NXT. And really, unless some of these guys come back quicker than I think they will... The main roster could use Finn Balor at the moment. Remember we we kept... Oh, Sam, you just said two weeks ago that... I didn't say that two weeks ago. Three. I said it before the... What I said this week was if you look at the Andre Battle Royal, it becomes very apparent that the roster is shallow. And half your main eventers are on the... uh, uh, That's very fickle-minded. It's not fickle-minded. Are you also retracting your, your, your vote for the GOP... Nomination if you don't First of all, I have not endorsed anybody. (laughs) Second of all, I'll tell you why it's not fickle. It's because the roster, when I said there was no spot for Finn Balor on the main roster, the roster was different. Right? The roster now is different than it was then. So I can reflect on the roster today and say there is a spot for Finn Balor. Furthermore, if they're going to split the brands, you better believe there's a spot for the Balor Club. If, there's, if, if Raw and SmackDown are going to have two separate rosters, which I think there's a good chance that they will in some way, shape, or form, then yes, there is absolutely room for Finn Balor on the main roster. I think he's done most of what he can do in NXT. You know, it's nice to be the, the big fish in the small pond. It's nice to be the king there. But he talked in the interview today about the difference between being, you know, indie famous versus NXT famous. Wait till he finds out the difference between being... Finn Balor in NXT and John Cena in WWE, you know? There's a huge difference between being WWE famous and being NXT famous. There's a night and day difference between headlining NXT TakeOver and headlining WrestleMania. And Finn Balor is a goal-oriented pro wrestler. The main roster is where he wants to be. He's accomplished what he can in NXT. The main roster is thin. They may be splitting it. And it's time. And I believe the Balor Club will debut on the main roster. I think Finn Balor will lose the title. So I, I'm, I'm thinking two title changes. Two. At, uh, at NXT TakeOver Dallas. Tag title change. And world title change. That's what I think. Now, I don't know. You know, I don't know if you set up a Samoa Joe Nakamura match this quickly. It seems a little rushed, but stranger things have happened. Um... Maybe you set something up with Austin Aries. There's, there's a whole bunch of different things you could set up for Samoa Joe. That's what's nice about NXT is literally everybody on the roster at any point could become somebody. Like what I would do is I would probably have uh, uh, Baron Corbin beat Austin Aries and then have mm. Baron Corbin come after Samoa Joe because who's done more on the indies than mm-hmm. even Austin Aries? Samoa Joe. And honestly, like give it, let, let it build for a few months. I would love to see Baron Corbin as a bad guy champion of NXT. How obnoxious would that be? It'd be very obnoxious. I would love it. I would love it. I can't wait for the show. Um, what do you think of? Do you think that the the Balor Club in the main roster is a possibility, or do you see Finn Balor spending a little more time on NXT? Um, well, I've been answering if who I thought I was going to win for each one, so I feel like I have to stay consistent. And per our conversation that started before this podcast, you mm-hmm. said that I get one mulligan, mm-hmm. so I'm going to. Agree to disagree with you. Oh, I love it. And he retains the title. Oh, I love it. Yeah. You gave me one mulligan. So Finn Balor's staying in NXT for a little while as champion. Or is he coming to the main roster with the title? Well, is this like, do I have to get like the, the trifecta here? Or do I have to, I have to nail both? I would just got to know what's happening. Um, yeah, he's staying in NXT for a little while. That's well, my guess. Well, well. Maybe till the next takeover. I think he's just going to live out his entire career in NXT. He's never going to the main roster. 
No. Yeah, I think that's a terrible, <laughs> terrible prediction. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kidding, really obviously. <laughs> but no, I think it's I think it's going to be at least a few months. Maybe mm. the next takeover. Love it. I love it. There's controversy here. If you want to uh, agree or disagree with Katie or I, you can tweet us at Katie Linendahl and at Not Sam. Of course, everything's over at NotSam.com, and everything Katie Linendahl is at KatieLinendahl.com, including her wonderful tech podcast, Tech Lifestyles podcast, Katie.show. All right. I think we're going to post another podcast in a couple days as wow. we preview WrestleMania. You ready to do this again for Mania? I am so ready to do this, and I'm ready to hit up the NXT show and get some churros and some super rope. And we will also, on the WrestleMania preview, spend just a little bit of time discussing how we did as far as breaking down the TakeOver show. Love it. Love it. We'll see you then. Goodbye, Jamesy. everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow at MilkSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast.